Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. God, in the name of Jesus, so we come tonight before you, Father, with an open heart, God. Let us we erase or just not worry about what happened today, Father God, because we are home safe and, and in your hands, Father God. Allow our hearts and our minds to open as we hear this lesson and hear the importance of a lesson and how to apply it to our lives, God. Mm-hmm. We thank you for our speaker tonight. I'm grateful for everyone that's um, home safely, Father God, away from hurt, harm, and danger. God, thank you for carrying us through this day, and we bless your holy name. Amen. 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 So, tonight, we're talking from letter 21. We're going through this book. We got, what, 10 more letters, and we'll be done. Right, it's 31 letters. Let me see. Getting the last letter, letter number 31. And we are like really going through this book. So it's been been doing this book. We've been doing this book since last year. Mm -hmm. Strong say. Long, long ago. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm really just joking because it's it's beginning of the year. It's left, yeah. Uh-huh. Letter 31 is, yeah, there's 31 letters, so we have 11 letters to go, so we are doing, we're going through, um, probably have 10 more letters to go, I'm sorry, there's your letter 21. So let's talk about the study guide, let's see what the opening scenario is. In this letter, Screwtape explores the concept of how humans relate to ownership of their time, money, bodies, and souls. Screwtape instructs Wormwood to enjoy a strategy that encourages the patient to believe that his time is his own. And when unexpected demands encroach on his time, he has the right to become angry, exasperated, and impatient. The quote is, at present, the enemy says, mine of everything in the pedantic, legalistic ground that he made it. Our father hoped in the end to say mine of all things on the more realistic and dynamic ground of conquest. Okay, so what is okay? I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna ask this question. What is the strategy that we see here 
in this lesson. What is he trying to do is, is right, right in the beginning in, in the first paragraph. In the first paragraph? Yeah, down at the bottom. He talks about a strategy that he wants to do. Um, was this the one where he was talking about the woman that he fell in love with? No. Mom, what, which one did you send us? I sent you letter 21. <clears throat> didn't I send you letter 21? I, I, didn't, I didn't open it because I listened to it on Audible, so. Let me see. Yeah, I don't think I heard this one. Okay. All right, you don't jump. Again. I think my phone. I think my phone. When I hit, I hit it. I think it hit something. I think I went to twenty-two. Oh. She did it again, y'all. She jumped ahead. That's okay.
as injury. And the sense of injury depends on the feeling that a legitimate claim has been denied. The more claims on life, therefore, that your patient can be induced to make, the more often he'll feel injured and as a result, ill-tempered. Now you would have noticed that nothing throws him into a passion so easily as to find a track of time which he reckoned on having at his own disposal unexpectedly taken away from him. It is the unexpected visitor when he knocks and he looks forward to the quiet evening or the friend's talkative wife turning up when he looks forward to a tete to a tete with, a, with the friend. That throws him out of here. Now, he is not yet uncharitable or slothful that these small demands on his courtesy are in themselves too much for it. They anger him because he regards his time as his own. He feels that it is being stolen. So, what is going on with the patient is that he has a problem with time. He seems to me by reading this and listening to the lesson, the patient seems to be like he's organized. Not so much as having OCD, but he has a time set for everything. He has schedules to meet, he has demands, he has things he wants to do. And he, he also takes time out for himself. And what is happening when he said, when he used the term injury, it's not so much of him being injured physically, but just offended or aggravated or agitated. That's where he's terming injury. So it's not like him getting actually injured. So what happens is when these things, like the examples of the wife, the friend bringing his wife along or, um, you know, somebody comes, knocks on the door when he thinks he's gonna have a quiet evening. Um, even like some like the, the uh, examples also they use is like if um, you're on your way to an appointment or you have a deadline that you have somewhere you gotta go, you got things on your mind that you have to take care of. And in the midst of you traveling to that place, someone stops you, wants to have small talk. And you're sitting there like, you know, I need to go, I need to get out of here. I, you know, you're not focusing on what the person is saying. It's like, it's like you're looking at them and you're just seeing their mouth move you're not hearing anything because your mind is so focused on trying to get to where you're trying to go. So the strategy with this whole lesson is like to make the patient aggravated and allow all these different things to come in and inhibit him from getting his deadline, meeting his destination, doing what he needs to do because he has his mind so occupied and fixated on completing the task at hand. Now, how this works against us. If you look at, how can I say this? Let's look at the plus and minuses of having this type of attitude. Let's, let's break it down. Cause you know, I'm going off, off script. <laughs> going off script y'all. Ride, ride the wave. Let's look at this attitude or this characteristic that the patient has. Okay, he's a timely person. He begins, he feels about 
time, that his time is valuable. He feels that he has deadlines to meet. And if anybody comes in to disrupt his plan or his, his day, he's off, he's taken off guard, he's off skelter. Like it really messes with him. Like almost like we watched this movie, we watched this story, The Good Doctor, and um the, the the doctor he has autism and he he has a set way of doing things and if something doesn't go the way he normally has it to go he gets very ir irritated and he really like kind of goes off to the point where you know he he really reacts in such a crazy way and i'm looking at this in terms like how like this is how the patient is the young man he is a stickler for time. So how can this be a positive as well as a negative uh, aspect for him? Who could tell me how is, this could be a positive as well as a negative characteristic for him? The positive is that he'll always be on time for <clears throat> the things that he needs to be on time for. Mm -hmm. For example, services, you know, his meetings, um, church, yeah, church, church, you work. know, Bible class, mm -hmm. work. Uh -huh. You know, he'll always be on time for that. Negatives are one thing that stuck out to me as you were talking about it was that the dangerous thing about having, I'm sorry, I'm eating my alkaline traveling, I'm sorry. <laughs> the dangerous thing about that is that he can get so fixated on his time and meeting certain deadlines at certain times is that it leaves no room for God to really kind of interrupt. Like say, for instance, he has his prayer time at 11 o'clock, I'm gonna pray for an hour. Who's to say during his prayer time, God takes him up for over that hour and a half, two hours, maybe even three hours, you know? And, and because he's such a stickler on time, he may be praying and always constantly looking at his watch instead of actually tapping in. Mm. That's one thing that stuck out to me as a negative. Mm -hmm. You That's know, you need no room for God to come in and really, you know, that type of thing. That's very good. That's a very good point because he'll be so fixated on his watch. And, you know, my time, I only get right. one hour to pray. I only get one hour to pray. But God is trying to talk to him and he's kind of blocking God out because he's so fixated looking at his watch. That's a very good point. Do anyone else have another um, plus uh, uh, positive and a negative as to being um, this type of person? Well, I was listening to you and then I was thinking about the letter. And one of the things he talked about was our, <laughs> our delusion that anything belongs to us, even time. And he talks about my, my, my. And so with us saying my time, and like you said, he you know set out time to do this, set out time to do that, when actuality, all time belongs to God. Like, like Georgia said, that he could be praying and get caught up and be caught up, be worried about the time that is taken to pray as opposed to being present in the moment and he misses the moment because he's too busy worrying about being done or he might cut the, sh the prayer short because now 
he's running out of time. But I just thought it was interesting that um, the screw tape laughed at us basically because we have this delusion that we that we own anything and this I will say my time and even people say you know you better you better take your time and take time for yourself and take time for this and take time for that but at the same time which is a good thing because sometimes some of us need to separate and set apart from others to have some quiet time or to read a book but we all know that when we schedule to do that the distractions come something else comes up and you know and we might get frustrated so I think that the frustration is real, but also we have to be mindful to be open to what God allows as well. So even if the, if you're, like you said, going to an appointment and you get caught up in a conversation, you have no idea why you were stopped by that person to talk to that person. It could be, and there's been times we've all had that experience where something unexpected, we saw somebody in a store, somebody at work came up to us and it ended up being a moment where it helped that person out that they needed that time, you know, us sharing the gospel, sharing them sharing their story, whatever, to be helpful to them. And we just never know how God's going to work. So we have to be open, even though we still want to take time for ourselves. So it, it's a it's a catch-22 situation, you know, and, and you have to be mindful of it that there are times when you, you do have to be open every day. We have to ask God, you know, whatever you need to do today, that may be a part of it. We say that. But then we want, you know, it's like, well, you know, everybody has a ritual. I'm driving the car to work. I don't want to, I just want to hear this song. I want to hear my music. Don't be calling me while I'm in the phone. Don't be interrupting. That's my time. That's my time. We all have those moments when we need to steal away, you know. Um, but I think we also got to be careful that it really isn't our time. That ain't what I asked you. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's what the spirits they say. That's the whole <laughs> That's the whole crux of the lesson. Oh, well, that's um. what I got. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. See, that's you know, that's but, what that's a that's one of the advantages that Patrice, Prophet Patrice has is that she's read the book. So she kind of gets the insight. I was trying to lead them into that because I was trying to show them uh, how being a stickler for time can have a positive and a negative effect because. Like Joy was saying, you know, um, being so focused focused on praying. Another example could be like if, like for instance, you're on your way to meet someone and someone stops you and want to have a conversation. Who's to say that God won't use you in that conversation? Right. Or someone needs to you need to stop and minister because you're so fixated on what you're going to do and that you only have time to do this and this is your time, but it can be, but so being so organized and not giving yourself that flexibility can also prevent you from being used of God. So that's will be, that's what I was trying to point out or pull out of everybody to see that even though being organized is a good thing, but it can have a bad it can be bad if you really, really are stick like a really stick to the person, right? And you miss God, which leads up to the point, like Prophet was saying, that time is time is not ours, and that's what Screw Tape was trying to um, show and try to relay to the patient. He wanted him to be fixated on the thought of my time 
my money, my job, my wife. He wanted him to fix fix his mind and, and take on the attitude of possession when actually none of these things belong to him. His, 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 he don't even belong to himself. He was bought with a price. And life time that we have here on earth is actually a gift from God. And what we need to, our outlook needs to be one as a gift because we could say, this is my husband, this is my wife. No, he's not your husband. He's not your, he's a gift. God has given you this person to be with. And, and in the sense of, yes, he is with me. He's my, my husband, but he, I don't have him in a sense of position, possession and I can do anything I want to do or treat him any kind of way because he's a gift from God because God blessed me with my husband. So I need to have the attitude, I guess he is mine and I am his, but it's not like to the point where I can do whatever I want to. One of the examples in the book, um, the lesson he talks about is the teddy bear. The infant in the teddy in, in the nursery has a teddy bear. And because of the fact that the infant has this mindset that this is my teddy bear, I can do what I want with it. So they can tear it to pieces and tear it to shreds because by our right, it's my teddy bear and I can do what I want with it. And that's the type of attitude that screw tape want the patient to take so that his time is his time. And when somebody comes and interrupt his, his day or interrupt his time of, of being to himself to just kind of rest or just reflect on the day, if you get that un, um, unexpected phone call or knock on the door, he gets so aggravated because after all, this is his time. This should be the time for him to sit back and relax. So the enemy works on us as far as our time. It's good to be organized. It's good to, to kind of stick to a schedule. But at the same time, you need to also be willing and available to change, to, to, to bend and to alter your schedule in the event if an emergency comes up. Some like, like the, um, the guy from... Um, the good doctor, the patient, the woman we're talking about, if anything comes in and interrupts his time, he will, he will have a fit and he won't let it happen. He'll be like, no, 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 no. It's supposed to be this, you know, because he, he, he don't has, make fun of my friend. I love that show. <laughs> That's how he talked though. So he would like really go off the deep end. I love it too, Providence. He'll really go like really, really into a panic frenzy if his day or his schedule is interrupted. And so, and that's how the enemy comes in subtly and makes an attack. It's not so much of the fact that the person came and interrupt your time because, you know, God can, can cause people to cross our path that we could be having a, a just a simple conversation. And you may say something that this person needed to hear. You know, but we have to be open and willing to be used of God. We told God yes. And when we told him yes, that sign, that that sealed the deal as to uh, okay, you are not your own. I bought you with a price. You said yes. So I can use you however I choose to. I'm sovereign. Look at the story about Philip in the Bible. Let's talk about Philip in the Bible. Philip was 
ministering. He was ministering in Samaria. And he pretty much had a revival. I mean, people were getting saved by the droves. I mean, he was causing such a revival in Samaria. And God interrupted his, his tent revival and made him go all the way over. I think he was going to Gaza. And there on the way, he met the Ethiopian man. And he was able to minister to him and bring salvation to this man. One man. Now, Philip could have said, yo, God, what's, what do you mean going there? I'm, I'm, you know, it's hot over here. This is, this is hot. People getting saved. People, you know, I don't know who that is. People getting saved. People turning their life to Christ. People, you know, getting delivered. Why you want to send me out here in a desert? And then it was one man. He didn't say, he didn't refuse. He just said, okay, well, I guess I'm done. So he got up and he left. And so he ministered to that one man. But do you know that that one man, that Ethiopian went back to Ethiopia and preached the revival and the people um, was introduced to salvation. And because of that one man, millions were saved in that nation because of that one man, because Philip obeyed God. He understood the timing of God. He understood that God ordered his steps. Our steps are ordered by God. And God ordered his steps to go meet this man. And because of that one encounter with that one Ethiopian man, he was able to go back and he saved more people than Philip was in Samaria, was doing in Samaria. But Philip never knew that. But because he was obedient to the move and the timing of God, he was able to save millions as opposed to the thousands that he was saving in Samaria. So we have to understand that when our time, are, if we have, it's good to have a, a set day. You know, don't go around haphazardly and just, you know, lot of daddy love everybody. Yes, we need to have some type of organization. We need to have times of prayer. You know, we work, we gotta do our nine to fives. You know, we gotta do our responsibilities in the church, whether, you know, Bible study or whatever, whatever. Yes, we have to do that, but understand that that if it's interrupted, don't get so bent out of shape and upset or injured because of, you know, God decided to intervene and, and do something different. We have to understand that it is not our time, like Prophet pointed out. It's not our time. It's God's time. And time is a gift. And if we look at all these things, all these things that we have, they're not really ours to do what we want to do. It's ours to enjoy while we're here on this earth. The house, the car, your family, your children, your parents. All these things are not yours to do and to treat any old kind of way, but we should treat it with, much, with the utmost respect because of the fact that God blessed us with them. Even time, our years here upon the earth, we need to cherish these moments and cherish these times, not just frivolously throw it all away. It is a gift. And that is the mindset that we need to uh, look at because he talks about two different minds because he made the comment in the phrase where he said, at the present, the enemy says, mind of everything on the pedantic legalistic ground that he made it, our hopes, 
and the end to say mine of all things on the moralistic and dynamic ground of conquest. So the enemy wants to say that things are his, the devil wants to say things are his because of conquering and overcoming. God is saying these things are mine because I'm really, I, I created them and they are mine. By right, they, they are his, not mine's. I know I heard myself. They are mine. They're his, they're God's because he created everything. God created time. So, but the enemy wants to overthrow, overtake and take and, and, and really steal that away from us and from God. So when these things happen, how the enemy plays on it is that he wants you to get aggravated. He wants you to get flustered when things don't go the way you want them to go. If your day don't go the way you want it to go. If you're delayed or you're late, you're stuck in traffic, you know you have to be there at a certain time. So you're getting bent out of shape. Now you want to zoom and cut in and out of traffic because you're trying to get to work on time because you're running late. Instead of just saying, you know what? I'll get there when I get there. I'll call my job and tell them I'm running late or I'm sorry, you know, next time maybe I'll try to leave a little bit earlier. But, but don't get so aggravated or injured to the point where you lose it. You know, just understand who's to say that your delay prevents you from having a six car pileup up the road. That if you left at your appointed time, like, like you normally do at the time you normally do, who's to say that you wouldn't been involved in an accident? Good example. On y'all know Sister Kathy Rainey. I know Prophet Patrice and maybe Ian, brother Ian don't know, but Sister Kathy Rainey, when 9-11 happened, she now Kathy Rainey, Sister Kathy Rainey is a stickler for time. She was always on time. I mean, to the to the minute to the second. She would always make sure she was a stickler for time. And so she worked in the Twin Towers. Okay. And she lived in New Jersey. She'd take the ferry over into New York and she would go in and she worked in the Twin Tower building. That morning of 9-11, she overslept. And she said it when I taught when she was testifying, because she later said the story, told her story. She never oversleeps. She's always gotten up on time. She said, even her alarm, she slept through it all. She said she got up in a hurry. She got to get herself together. She was catching the next ferry out. She said she was on the ferry. She said, all of a sudden, they heard a lot of commotion and a lot of screaming and people were yelling and shouting and the ferry started turning around. And she was like, what's going on? What's going on? And they said, somebody bombed the Twin Towers. She said she looked over at the Twin Tower building and where the first plane hit was the floor she worked on. What if she had got to work on time? Hello? <laughs> I remember she gave her testimony. I remember that testimony. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I remember it too. Yeah. So what if she had made it to work on time? That thing messed us up. And when we heard about it, some of the saints knew she worked in the Twin Towers. 
and they were like, has anybody heard from Kathy Rainey? Anybody heard? People were calling, trying to find out where she was. And in the midst of it all, she was on the ferry trying to get back. So the ferry turned back around and then, you know, they were crying, you know, every, it was hysterical. And she finally was able to reach our pastor and let her know she was okay. So we don't know why things happen, why things are delayed or why things are interrupted in our, in our lives. We don't know, but God does. And what we need to realize, understand and recognize and accept is that, this, that, that God is sovereign. He will do whatever he pleases. He called the shots, not us. You know, even when we talk about him being my God, you know, we, we refer to him as my God, my Lord, my savior. Yes, he is ours. He's the one who keeps us. He's the one that directs us. And he, and because of that, yes, I am his and he is mine and he loves me with unconditional love and he's my Abba father, but he ain't the kind, it's not to the point where I can do whatever I want to do with him. I could talk to him any kind of way I want to talk to him. You know, I could disrespect him because after all, he's my God. You know, I could talk to him any old kind of way. He's my God. No, 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 you cannot. You cannot, shall not, and will not. He will not tolerate that. And you can't, and, and, and that's the attitude that we have to have. We have to learn how to reverence the Lord, put him in his proper place in your life. He is not your equal. He is not your equal. He is God and he is sovereign. Amen. Does anyone have any questions? Amen. Any comments? Anything you want to add to? Oh, it's just like just for just a, in a, I mean, a simple example. You be on your way somewhere. Mm -hmm. and you have to use your gps or whatever you have to be somewhere at a certain time mm -hmm. and you miss your turn and next thing you know you're all around robert's barn but when you get back <laughs> if you get to your appointment and get home you see on the news that there was an accident and mm -hmm. it was a fatal accident and how, how many times that happened to any of us right and you're watching on the news you're like oh my god we were just there we just because mm -hmm. we always talk about you know he protected some dangerous scene and unseen yes he but does. in our but at the moment, we're frustrated because we missed the turn. We all we don't know where we are. We're trying to get to where at a certain time, a very important appointment. But God stayed, spared our lives, and we didn't even know it until we got home. That's that that is just profound to me because he he's always, you know, we talk about um, that he cares about everything, every aspect yes. of our life. Yes, yes. And that's happened to us so many times. I'll be like, oh, we were just there, or. We get home watching this. I'm like, oh my God, we were just on that street and we got turned off and, and you don't know why. And then you find out that, you know, where, where you were, if you had kept going straight, you could have been involved in that accident or something. Right, right. Yep. Or even going to the store. Yep. Go to the store and you go, oh, you drive by the store. Oh, I forgot I wanted to stop in there and grab something. Come to find out there was a robbery in progress or something. Mm. Or, you know, you it's it's I'm telling you, we so the, the the whole crux of this lesson is that we need to understand that time belongs to God. 
Our time belongs to God. The time that we have is a gift from God. And if he chooses to interrupt our schedules, our regularly scheduled program, then that he has every right to interrupt our regularly scheduled program. We should not get to the point where we're frustrated, angry, you know, going off, you know, and, and we've all guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. Lay here and overslept. Oh, tack on it. I meant to get to so-and-so. I got to go. And then you're rushing. You, oh, and you're fussing all the way, all the way. You're fussing all the way. Somebody made you late. Maybe the kids weren't ready. Um, maybe one of the twins had poop all the way up the back and you was ready to walk out the door. <laughs> Especially Nook Nook. <laughs> you get ready to try to get out the door and you got to stop and change because they got poop all the way up the back or, or you know, anything, anything that can cause a delay. We should not allow it to frustrate us. We should not allow it to injure us because when that, that, that heated, heatedness or that anger start to rise in us is because the enemy's playing in your head. See, now you're going to be messed up. You're going to be late. It's going to happen. No, he works on that. That's that subtle side blindsidedness of, of the strategy that he's doing. He wants you to get upset. He wants you to get aggravated and he wants you to sin. Start cussing, start fussing, you know, start throwing things, you know, yelling, you know, disrespecting people. That's what he wants. But we have to take a woo moment and say, you know what? God is in control. It is what it is. I'll see you when I get there. I'll get there when I get there. You know, let me just chill because you never know what happened. Like you said, prophetess, he protects us from seen and unseen dangers. So we just have to take on that mentality and that attitude. Time, the time that I have is a gift from God. The time that I'm here on this earth is a gift from God. It's not my time, but it's God's time. And if he put me, he etched my lifespan in the time in, in eternity for this little bit of etch on, on the time of eternity, then fine, I'm going to live it to the fullest. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy my time. I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy what I do at work. I'm going to enjoy what I do with ministry. I'm not going to allow it to frustrate me and get me so aggravated to the point because it's not going the way I want it to go. And I'm speaking to myself right now because things aren't going the way I want it to go. So I'm not going to get frustrated and get angry because it's not going the way I want it to go, but it's going the way God has predestined for it to go. And we have to accept that. Our lives, everything that's happening, even now, the situations that we're in, it's God's will. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with what you said or nothing to do with what you've done, but it's the plan of God. It is the blueprint. It is the path that he has lit before you to walk in. And when we get that mindset that everything is happening because God is allowing it to happen, we're going to be all right. We're going to be fine. We may not like it in our flesh, you know, our body, you know, our humanness may not like it, but you know what? It's hallelujah anyhow, because we trust God. That's the key. You trust God. You told God yes, and you trust, and you have 
you have his life, your life is in his hands. That's all that you can do. You just make sure that you stay connected. Make sure that you stay prayerful. Make sure that you seek him and everything. Not what it says, trust in the Lord with all thy might and lean not to thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Let him know. God, I'm still holding on. God, I'm still believing. God, are you still there? God, I'm still trusting you. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Acknowledge him in everything that you do and he will direct your path. That's what we got to do. And we can't let allow the, the little whispers and the little talks of the enemy plague with us and mess with us like that little gnats that fly around your ear that trying to fly inside your ear. That's how it is. We don't want that thing to be buzzing around and flying inside our ear. We have to brush that thing away and give a deaf ear to the words and what he's saying, what the enemy is saying, so that we won't get frustrated and aggravated. On the God wants us to enjoy the journey. That's what he wants. He wants us to enjoy the journey. Yes, we're going to have some hard times. Yes, we're going to have some shortcomings. Yes, we're going to have some setbacks. But even in that, step back and watch God work because he's going to work it out. He's going to fix it. So just step back and say, okay, you want to flex a little bit. Okay, God, I'm going to step back and watch you and let you flex because I know you're going to get me out of this. Sit back and relax and enjoy the journey. Praise him. Pray unto him, continue to serve him, continue to worship him, and watch him work, watch him move, watch him do it. He gonna do it. He gonna do it. What did David say? I was young and now I'm old and I never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed baked for bread. You know, prove him. Speak that word back to him. And prove him in the midst of the situation. God, you said that you are my healer. You are Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals. So God, I'm trusting you. I'm just going to trust you. That I'm healed. That you're going to heal my body. God, I'm trusting you and my Jehovah Jireh. You've made, you are the Lord, my provider. And I'm just going to trust that you're going to provide for me. So. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm encouraged. Anybody else encouraged on tonight? Can I get an amen? Yes. Somebody. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Patrice, you did not sound convincing. <laughs> but what? Amen. Well, I mean, say what's like, convinced. Say with some excitement, like "Amen, Hallelujah!" Uh huh. <laughs> because sometimes you can't when there's conviction there. Oh, are you okay? That's all yeah, right. Because I got OCD. I'm a time person. And it's so, and I understand. I understand. I understand. So so, but 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 the conviction, but the conviction when God convicts you, He's letting you see yourself. Mm -hmm. you, you follow what I'm saying? Mm 
And so I, I, so I, I spent, because I'm in here with all these teenagers every day. Oh, my God. And um, <laughs> so. <laughs> He's breaking you down, sis. He's breaking yeah. you down. I'll be you like, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm on the top thing. Like, let's go. It's time. Just take going. Keep that trash out. I'm like a drill sergeant. But I'm listening. When I listened to the lesson, it was like, my, my, my time. I do get aggravated when they bother me when I'm in here laying down trying to get away from them. Just give me 10 minutes. And then here they come. Asking me something crazy about what can they have for lunch. Whatever's in the refrigerator. Whatever you can find. You know, that kind of thing. So, yes, it's a hallelujah. Amen. Yes. But it also allowed me to see <laughs> some, some parts. Because... <laughs> You're going to be all right, sis. I'm sorry because it's like joy is seriously. It's a 14, a 17 year old and an eight year old and I work from home. Okay. So <laughs> the teenagers doing their thing, they're fine. It's the eight year old that drives me crazy because he just want my attention and I'm like, dude, I'm at work. But but you know, it's like and I'm getting better with that. We we much better than we were. When we first did this thing, I thought I was gonna blow a head gasket. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. I couldn't. I because could, I was used to being home by myself. Right. So and now so, so I feel like they invaded my space in my right. time. But you know, but here, so, but there's the key. You said it's not as bad as it was because in the beginning you was ready girl, to put a head gasket. Girl, but I was now, about to put all. Of, I was about to put all of my side with a sleeper bag on the porch. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> They was they had to go. I said, Tina, come get your cheering. Come get them. I can't do this. No. <laughs> so, but it's but it's so, getting better. It's getting yeah, better. Yeah, and, but then also I had to realize that even though I used to mourn in my younger years for not giving birth and being able to have children, you know. Right. Um, and so <laughs> God bless me with a friend that had six. I'm like, that's funny. So, <laughs> so, so, something that you have to laugh at, but at the same time, it's an honor to be in their lives. I look at, you know, I have to look at the good and, you know, and the frustrating part for me being a single person, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, right. it's, a, it's an adjustment, and, but it's been a 10 year adjustment. Um, but we've only been living in the same household probably since maybe 17, like a couple of three years or so, you know, but it's just been, it's been an adjustment. And, um, so when I'm used to being in an apartment by myself and it's just me now, I'm sharing, you know, not uh, space with little people, but I'm also having to be, you know, making sure I'm giving them, you know, you know, right direction, you know, exactly. but they know, you know, at the same time, I catch myself because I'll be ready to pop off in a minute. I'm like, oh, mm -mm. I have to reel that in. I have, to, I have to do it to Tina way. Which, how would Tina say this? And she says it because she's been a mom all her life. If she says it in a way that they get it. I say it in a way they be ready to run because I scared them. <laughs> so I had to make some adjustments, you know. And it's um, good. In my, yeah, in my tone. But I just laugh because the whole mind, my mind, and the conviction piece and popping off when you don't get, when, um, you know, my space is being invaded on my time. Because it'd be like, as soon as I be either about to go into prayer or come in my room and listen to a sermon on the TV, here come the door. And it's always... Did my Amazon package come? Did you get the da, da, da? And I'm just looking at them going for real. <laughs> like, really? I finally get to stop, you know? So, but um, yeah, God God is graceful and uh, he's working on me because it's getting much better. Because Lord awesome. knows. 
it was yeah. I was ready to move to Georgia. I was ready to come on down there. <laughs> but then but then y'all then y'all got a bunch of kids in your house. I was like, can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> can't go there. They they smaller than the ones in here. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't go inside the daycare. I do not go inside with them children. I can't do it. They be like crying. I like my shady and nook nook. Yeah, but fire. yeah, because you've been a mom. <laughs> you, you you get it. <laughs> I sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. You know. So. Well, but it's a work in progress, and God. Yes, is oh yes, it you. is. See, and, and it's and also. It's, he knows for best me. for you. It's good for me as well. Yes. You know, they yep. have really been. A, they have been a blessing. They, I, I can't. It's more good than bad. I'm just, yes. I'm just an old girl setting my ways, but um, it's getting much better than it was. Cause I, whew, yeah. So we've been a year. Well, we've been a, almost a year of virtual learning. Come next month. Mm -hmm. So we, we, yeah. We've come a long way. So they got, they everybody got their own routine now. I ain't got to wake nobody up. I tell them, if your, if your phone doesn't go off, you're just going to be late for school. But I am not hollering. I ain't doing none of that. You got to get up. So, mm -hmm. but, um, but I'm just grateful to God that um, I'm here and able to be, an, you know, the adult in the house while Tina leaves the house. And, you know, it works out for the whole family if somebody is in here. As opposed to them being here, you know, alone. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, if I had to leave mm -hmm. the house. So, you know, God God know what he's doing. And he was working on me. He's like, yeah, I need to have you in there with them by yourself. And let's see what happens. And let's, let's just do some growing. And that's why I laughed and talked about conviction. Because it is, a, a like you said, a work in progress. that has been gross. You know, um, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's good. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else got anything they want to share? Mm -hmm. Do they feel like, you know, ouch, was this an ouch moment for anyone else as far as uh, time and, you know? You know, I've had my points in time in life where <laughs> I'm, I was very strict with time and stuff like that. And I have that theory, if I'm not early, I'm late. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Five minutes early is late. <laughs> oh my god y'all two need to have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'm I like guess. waiting for you I'm ready I'm like we're supposed yeah. to be there in like five minutes <laughs> oh my yeah. god I'm like oh Pastor John I'm the same way I'd be like Gina what are you doing? I gotta put my contact in like it's dope <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm going to the car well Connie, I'm I can't take it yeah. So, yeah but how how did you get better with that though Pastor John time <laughs> Seven, okay. 18 years of time <laughs> yeah he is married to you so I can't God bless you <laughs> 18 years and counting of time <laughs> still got a way to go <laughs> I, was, but, I, was I will say uh -huh. but I will say honestly you know I mean I still have my moments where I'm like that because I'm very you know I'm structured yeah. and anybody that's structured is going to be a strict, a stricter, a strict for time. Yeah. But I have found that sometimes it is, it is really truly best to slow down and take your time and recognize people, pay attention to people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you slow down a little bit and take the time, 
you can tell <coughs> some things that are going on that you would have missed if you're just running to do what you need to do. Right, that's true. Right, that's true. even on your job, John, uh, John has shared how, you know, he he rushed and zooming, but he like he said he slowed down. He was able to minister some to some of the people on his job, able to have a conversation and give them advice and encourage some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm even like. I'm even like that would work. Like when it, when I'm at work, I'm at work. It's time to work. Let's go. Right. It's not social hour. Let's work. Right, right. <laughs> I I understand that. I understand that. But it's funny. I have more patience when I'm talking to people on the phone. When I have to, you know, when they're going through whatever. It's like I have this. I go into this ministry mode or whatever. But then I don't. There were times when I, I missed it with the kids, and then I started paying attention to their behaviors, their responses, and then it, it made me not put them in a group. I had to look at each kid separately and start, mm -hmm. and, and you know, I had to develop a relationship with each kid and realizing, you know, what their strengths were, what their moods were, when something was really bothering them and they really wouldn't say. You know, and I wouldn't, instead of me digging and question, 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 I would just have a casual conversation. And then the issue comes out. Because I would be like, what's, what's wrong? What's the problem? What's going on with you? And they just look at me, you know, like deer in headlights. But if I just start talking normally, like, yeah, today in school, and da, 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 and I'm like, oh, I had that approach all wrong. I'm like, get it out. Let's go. Let's talk about it. But they're not, because they're kids, they, they're still trying to figure out how to express themselves because I'm not their mom. You know what I mean? They they talk differently to mommy. So I was missing some stuff. So now I'm starting to pay attention. When I hear a behavior or see something, I'm like, or you know, notice that one of them's kind of off for the day. I know something's wrong. But before I totally missed it. I just thought they was just being disobedient. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying by slowing down. That makes sense. Pay attention more. Amen. So we are grateful to God. For this time. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I know it was corny. But we <laughs> we thank God for this time that we had to learn. And now we understand and we see one, the strategy of the enemy, how he tries to make us take on that mentality that my time my body, my home, the my, 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 my as it's mine and I can do whatever I want to with it because it's mine and I choose to throw it all away. That is my prerogative. That's the, that's the mindset that the enemy wants us to have. But the true mindset that God wants us to have is that everything belongs to God. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And you know, so we are a byproduct of the Lord. He has created us, he has made us, and he is sovereign. And whatsoever he desires to do with us, it is in his will. So, um, so we look at everything as a gift. View everything as a gift. You're blessed with life. You're blessed with good health. You're blessed with a family. You're blessed with a job. You're blessed with a home. You're blessed with a car. You know, it's a gift. 
if we take on that attitude that it belongs to God, yet it's a gift from God, then we'll be able to handle it more, better. Like when we're running late, well, you know what? Time, God, is in your hands. So, you know, this is a gift. The fact that I was able to wake up is a gift. You know, that I have a job is a gift. That I have a car that gets me there, it's a gift. So, you know, I'm going to do as unto the Lord because I don't want to be lax and slacking on that. But at the same time, when things come and throws things off a little bit, you won't get so, you won't get your panties in a bunch, so to speak. So keep that attitude, keep that positive attitude, and keep that thought in the back of your head that is not really yours. It's a blessing from the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for this lesson. We pray, oh God, that we will receive, that we will grasp, that it would rest and resonate within us, that we will understand what it is all about, that our time, even though it's valuable, it is not our time, but it's yours. And we thank you for the opportunity to even be here on this earth. Father, we pray that you would help us to change our mindset, change our way of thinking. If we find ourselves being in that place of possession, Father, help us to change our mindset and realize that it's not a possession, but it's a blessing from you. God, we pray that as we continue throughout the night, that you will be with us, that you will cover us even as we sleep tonight. Father, we pray that we get good rest and that we wake up in the morning, all things well, and that we be ready to take on another day. Father, we love you. We praise you and give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.